Hi, Gunnar. How are you? I'm great, Dave. How are you? Oh, really good. So we got to be done with this in 24 minutes. 24 minutes. Here we go. I'm ready. Okay. So um, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I, uh, I forgot my headphones at home in this last trip. I was up in Boston this week, and uh, so I had to go buy headphones in an airport. Um, so I definitely got good value for my money. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, and doubly so because I did it twice. So um, on, yeah. So on the, before the first leg, I went to go buy a set of things and I did some quick Googling to figure out, you know, what was the best headphone that I could get in the Philadelphia airport. <laughs> um, and, uh, ended up getting the pair of these kind of basic Bose headphones, not any of the fancy mm-hmm. noise canceling ones. It has this little, uh, the ear, the ear pieces have uh, little silicone, yeah, uh, molded, molded little crescents in them, mm-hmm. and uh, so held it, you know, nicely in my ear. Unfortunately, I got on the airplane, and it does exactly nothing to filter out the ambient sound, which is, of course, the whole point. So I landed in Boston and immediately went to their electronic store and uh, pled my case to the guy behind the counter, um, who led me to a, a basic set of Klipsch. Uh, mm-hmm. earphones, which, uh, I actually enjoy very much. They're actually, uh, they're doing a great job and oh, for okay. less money than the, uh, Bose, but, uh, just furious with myself. Um, and also surprised that like, why would you even build headphones that don't block out ambient sound? Um, yes. I don't know what the purpose of that kind of headphone might be. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Unless, unless there is a reason that you want to hear people, like if you're riding a bicycle or something and you want to hear a car or something. I mean, I guess, uh, but I mean, yeah, I guess there's a safety thing. Oh, whatever. Anyway, it was very frustrating. Um, and now I'm the not important. Not now. Now I'm the proud owner of three sets of headphones. So if anybody's looking for a good deal on some Bose earphones, give me a, give me a holler. All right. Yeah. Uh, but on the upside, I, uh, I got my invite to Google inbox. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying that a lot. Um, it doesn't do anything remark. It doesn't do anything that other mail clients or mail tools haven't done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find the combination of things that it does really great. In fact, so great that I've stopped using the regular Gmail interface and I turned off Gmail on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm just using the Google inbox interface and it's really great. Um, I don't know whether it's the novelty of it, but um, you know, for the past week I've been uh, just cranking through my uh, my personal email, and it's uh, yeah, it's been a delight. It's been great. Uh, I like being able to snooze emails. Uh, I like being able to tell it, you know, to uh, hide this email from me until next Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. I like being able to. I like how it bundles emails together automatically into like this is financial information, this is promos, these are news items, um, and then I can review them all and either delete them or archive them, kind of all in one swoop. As I say, it's not anything brand new, but the combination of things together um, has made for a completely different uh, email experience, which I'm really enjoying. Mm, nice, nice. Yeah. So, how about you? What's uh, how's your week? Good. A lot of traveling this week, next week, and uh, I'm excited about Southwest coming to Canton Akron because. Uh, but you don't the, fly south. You don't fly Southwest. Right. I'm. I'm. I'm excited for everybody else to be flying Southwest, um, and and to give some free up some spaces for me on the U.S. Airways flights. And uh, the the flights are plummeting because, like, next month they got direct flights to uh, Reagan National. And round trip, uh, 129 bucks. Oh, uh, nice. That's like a bus yeah. trip. That's, that's Yeah. <laughs> that's... Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'm excited about that. 
Um, and that's that's on U.S. Airways, so they're, they're feeling the competition. So it's nice to see the price war in the competition. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, if, if nothing else, these like new school discount airlines uh, are making the old school airlines uh, look pretty bad. So, yeah, and competition's great. Uh, yeah. No matter what happens. So speaking of old school, Dave, what's up for uh, what's up for for the for this week's show? Yep, we were talking about old school network security, old school email addresses, and an old school partner with a new school cloud broker. God, we're so clever. I'm so glad we put that together. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, we went to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so if folks uh, would like to see Gunner's headphone selections, um, or maybe price out some trips from uh, Canton Akron to uh, DCA, uh, what website would they go visit? Yeah, they want to go to HTTPS, mm. colon, slash, slash, dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner, show.org. Yeah, and on the cutting room floor, we've got, uh, you found this, somebody built a, uh, a crowd simulation, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A little simulator that sends little simulated people running in a group, um, and he puts them in these horrific situations, like a huge rotating steel arm um, that just, like, throws them to the side. It's hilarious. Uh, so, like, torturing large, torturing huge uh, simulated crowds with this uh, Maya software, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. We've got uh, uh, some Bulgarian folk dancers uh, working with uh, ACDC um, and, a, and a photojournalist uh, who's operating inside Grand Theft Auto. Nice. Yeah, pretty great. Pretty great. Yeah. So what's up on the follow-up? So on the, on the FU, we got um, the, the headphones uh, were a particular interest to me because... Um, uh, I've been managing my podcast. I actually switched podcasting software. I moved from beyond pod to a uh, pocket casts, um, mm. which is much more, much easier to use. I think uh, much more pleasant to look at. It loses a couple features, but uh, I don't miss them particularly. Um, the, the thing about pocket cast though, is it actually does synchronizing between the tablet and the phone. So I can have the same software on there. And if I stop listening to something on my tablet, I can go pick it up on my phone right where I left off. Which is great. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, super nice, super super nice. Um, unfortunately, there's also uh, some bugs in there, uh, which I'm, which I think some other listeners have run into. Um, it turns out that the current Android SSL libraries mm-hmm. uh, don't know what to do with SNI certificates. Um, yes. So translating that out of nerddom, uh, that means that uh, you cannot download the Dave and Gunner show on HTTPS. It has to be on plain vanilla unencrypted connections. Um, yes. which is kind of a bummer. And that's, uh, that's on BeyondPod, too. That's on BeyondPod, yeah, because they both use the same system library for, uh, for SSL mm-hmm. work. Or I, sorry, we should say TLS work. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> until such time as you upgrade, I presume when you upgrade a Lollipop, that'll get fixed. Um, or if these podcasters could actually you know, write a proper SSL support or TLS support into their, uh, into their applications. But until then, <clears throat> we fixed up the DG Show feed. So that it's uh, publishing uh, plain vanilla HTTP URLs for the uh, for the sound file. So hopefully that'll fix the problem. Uh, we'll find out when this episode goes out whether that worked or not. <laughs> yeah. So in the news, we got uh, VMware. They have a brand new tool to harden their virtual networks. Oh, sweet! It's the. I mean, it's VMware. So they got all that money and they got all that expertise in virtual networks, right? You know, you can't mm-hmm. talk to a VMware guy without them mentioning, you know, NFV or NICERA or software-defined networks or whatever. Um, yep. So they must have a really sophisticated tool for that. What? What did you, did you look at it, Dave? Do you know what's it, what's it like? Yeah, I opened it in Excel. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, wait, wait. wait. Well, no, sp- actually, I opened it in Open Office to be fair. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's a spreadsheet. <laughs> so how do they how do they with a straight face say that this is a uh, that this is a, a a tool for hardening networks? Yeah, no, I, my head exploded. It, it was like I'm like I'm like no, you can't be kidding me, or I mean you got to be kidding me. So I go and I, I open it up and it's like 
I'll be darned. It's a spreadsheet with all kinds of narratives of, oh, this is the way we should do things and everything. And it's like, wow, I, I couldn't believe it. Wow, you know, it's a bummer too because you know, uh, you know, that tool would be a lot more useful if if there was some kind of a uh, protocol or some kind of a standard for describing security content in some kind of automated way. Yeah, like use XML. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, it could be an XML, and then you could have you could use whatever tool you wanted, and you just feed this content into it, and then the, and then it would chew on it, and and it would work. Um, yeah, like a, like a security content automation protocol. That's a good idea. You know, we should include that in the next uh, version of Rel. Yeah, too late, done. Oh, nice. That was quick. Yeah, yeah so RHEL 6.6 is out, and it includes the uh, SCAP security guide. Right, and, with the, and the sarcasm is built right in. Mm-hmm, yep. Oh, that's great. So is it? have you upgraded yet? Is it like a pain? Yeah, so I, I uh, so Lauren, I haven't had a chance to update her laptop to uh, RHEL 7, and so it's like she came uh, she came home, and and uh, and I said, well, hey, I, I need to log into your box to, to update it to RHEL 6.6. And she's like, oh, I did that in Spanish class. That's awesome. <laughs> so, all right. All right. That, that, that's awesome for RHEL 6, and it's awesome for Lauren. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then the other, the other side note, too, um, totally unrelated, is that uh, so for Halloween at her school, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the advi- student advisory group, so the upperclassmen and her st- student advisory group mm-hmm. would decide what their group was going to dress like for Halloween. And uh, being teenagers, they decided that they would dress like um, uh, like high school students. And <laughs> <laughs> so in, in protest, Lauren made a sign that she wore around her neck saying, uh, 404 costume net phone. <laughs> And I did not, I didn't say anything to her. That was totally her idea. So that was like, uh, was, I'm like, that's my girl. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so what happens? To, so is, is she brings her own personal laptop to, uh, to school? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that, aren't you worried about it getting stolen or anything like that? It would be nice if you could get notified when somebody like grabs your laptop. Yeah. So there's there's a thing I saw. It's uh, called LapLock. It's hmm. a menu bar app for your Mac. Um, so you basically you install it. You enter your phone number or your Yo account, I guess. Um, and then whenever you close your laptop lid and leave it somewhere, if somebody unplugs a power cord, an alarm will blast through the speakers, and you'll get a notification on your phone. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty great idea, and I bet you you could even do you could do more clever stuff like that, like because uh, the uh, certainly the Max and I, and, I, and I'm pretty sure you can do this on Rel too. Is it, you can actually find your location as well, so you could probably do yep. a little, like, huh? That's pretty yeah, cool. and and you would think that would be silly easy to implement, right? Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, look, you just got to be smart enough to put all the pieces together because yeah. uh, you got all the building blocks. That's great, yeah. very yeah. cool. Yeah, so people could try that out. Yeah. Now, the other neat thing we found was uh, uh, Facebook and Yahoo are finding a new way to save the world's lost email addresses. Yeah, this is the, this was enormously clever. Was it RRNS? What do they call it? R, is that it? RVV. Or, I'm sorry. RRVS. Require recipient valid sense. Yes, and I love rolls this because, right off the tongue. It does, and I love this because it's an SMTP hack, um, yes. which is great. Uh, yes. I love that SMTP still works, um, yes. and that. People are still finding ways of uh, making it more useful. Um, so, can you get, walk uh, walk folks through this because it's it's so smart how they did this. Yeah. So, let's say a long, long time ago, you signed up for your Yahoo account when mm-hmm. Yahoo was like the place to have an email account, mm-hmm. and then um, you went 
And so you basically had that username that you liked and it was simple, you know, like Bob Smith or whatever. And then over time, it's like, no, I want to move to Gmail or I want to move to some other email provider. Well, you're stuck with that account. And if you delete that account, somebody else could pick up that username, Bob Smith. Um, and then all of a sudden, they could go around and start doing password resets and for your iTunes account. And then the password, you know, basically you're using your email account as your identity store. Mm-hmm. And so now if you have a collection of email accounts, that's like a collection of identities that you need to keep alive. Um, and so with what they came up with was this RRVS, um, which I guess there, it keeps a, a timestamp of when you last validated um, the email address, which is pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and and so if it's been a very long time since you validated it, like if oh I haven't validated my Yahoo address in ten years, but I validated my Google one or whatever, um, the there wouldn't be a, a reset that would get set uh, that would be sent to um, the uh, to to Yahoo or, or whatever. And then as a result, that'll if if everybody implements that, then that would mean that. Um, people could reclaim those uh, short and brief and simple unused email addresses and reuse them for other people. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, and I imagine really handy for not just for like Facebook. I think this is Facebook and Yahoo put this together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but obviously useful for like financial services, right? Like banks, um, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that uh, making sure that people don't reset. Oh, that's great. What a, what a clever idea. What a, what a great yeah. way to do it. Yeah. and I, But I think too, it's like, you know, speaking of the usefulness of SMTP, that um, you know, I'm sure the people that designed email never thought of using email and your email address as identity management. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a component of that, and mm-hmm. you know, like getting a new email or you know, like getting your password reset and everything. Because if if they get a hold of your Gmail account, that's like the thing you want to protect the most, um, because and that's where all the password resets are going to go to. Yep. 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 And I've I've heard other people too. It's like you know the the Vogue thing was would to be have your Gmail address or whatever be um, your first name dot last name at the service. And a lot of security minded people are like, well, for your important banking accounts and stuff like that, maybe you shouldn't use. You should have a separate email account that is like something a little bit more cryptic. Um, and then that way people can't guess. So whenever so even if your email account does get compromised. Um, it's harder for people to do like password resets. Right, right. You can kind of like uh, compartmentalize, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that makes sense. Um, you could even do it as we were talking about this before the show started. Um, you know, the plus addressing. So, yes. If I'm uh, whatever, if I'm ghelix at redhat.com, I can do ghelix plus spam at redhat.com, and I can use mm-hmm. that address wherever I want. Um, and unless somebody is like very, very clever with the, uh, with the algorithms, they won't be able to figure out that my real email address is ghelix or that my login is ghelix. Um, yeah. it'll, it'll, uh, it'll look different. Uh, there's a bunch of ways of screen. It's almost like creating a second password really. Um, yep. cause they got to guess the username and then they got to get the password. Yeah. And you know who, who sent it too. So you could say that, oh, spam one, two, three or whatever. And then you map that back to whoever, if you get mm-hmm. on a spam list, you know who, who put you on the spam list. Yup. Yup. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah, you know, funny between between Google Inbox and uh, and this, it's got me uh, it's got me thinking about how central. You know, people keep talking about how much they hate email, how much they want to get rid of email, but email is just so useful. It's like as an you know this asynchronous communication method, um, mm-hmm. and there's so much. You know, we got 20 years of history in how to manage it. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's nice to see you know additional innovation being poured into uh, into the into the world of email. I just I, I love it. I get a kick out of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of innovation, yes. um, you're you're on, you're going to be on uh, you're going to be on this GovLoop event, right? Yep. Yep. So webinar on Thursday, November sixth. Uh, I will be co-presenting with Jason Kinsel of uh, Oak Ridge National Laboratory, and we're going to talk about how they are doing OpenStack and how Red Hat's helping them out in terms of uh, amplifying their voice in the OpenStack community and everything. So I'm all excited about that. Oh, that's great. That's super mm-hmm. fun. Um, so in the day before, I'll be doing a Red Hat Forum in, mm-hmm. uh, in Dallas on November 5th. Uh, that should be super fun, given my new stump speech, which is, uh, has gotten some, some good reviews. So uh, it'll be nice to uh, uh, take, that or take that out again. So good. Yep. That's great. Um, so Booz Allen Hamilton, old school government contractor, right? These guys yep. are fusty, dowdy, uh, kind of inside the beltway type of folks. Um, but they have actually been, they've been working, uh, they've been working with us for, for some time that they were innovator of the year. What year last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and we just had that manage IQ community day up in New Jersey, uh, just, yep. I guess about a month ago. And, um, that's when we found out that they were about to release some software. Um, yeah. and in fact, this week they did. Um, so they, they released some, uh, I guess they were extensions to the manage IQ software, um, that make it, uh, that make it easier to use manage IQ to, uh, to be a cloud broker, hmm. which is pretty great. And so they did this stuff on, uh, one government program, um, and, uh, they've open sourced it so that now any agency can, can, can use it, which is pretty, yep. that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And FICO, what's going on with FICO? Yeah, so FICO, these are the folks who keep uh, who keep your credit score, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So and obviously, so they have a big you know data analytics problem, so to speak. Um, and apparently, one of their big problems is um, not just holding the data and not just like running analysis on the data, but like making it easy for their developers to run new analytics, right? Find new ways of crunching through all the data that they've accumulated. Uh, and so, Dave, can you guess what developer platform they've chosen? OpenShift. OpenShift. So they're mm-hmm. using OpenShift uh, to make it easier for their developers to, to build new tools, uh, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Uh, so nice work, FICO. Excellent. Yep. Um, let's see. So, speaking oh, of OpenShift. Yeah, so I was going to say, speaking of OpenShift, uh, so Dave, are you familiar with the Event Central tool that we've got that we use internally? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is the centralized calendar, right? So all the marketing departments all over the world throw their events in there and event central is kind of how we make sure that, you know, events don't collide with each other and everybody's on message and stuff like that. Um, I guess it's useful on the back end because on the front end, it is not useful. The calendar is like this crappy HTML calendar and you have two export options. One of which is you can export it as a CSV file. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why anybody would want that and you can export it as a PDF. Uh, and I, I, have no idea why somebody would want to do that either. Um, yeah. And what I want to do, of course, is subscribe to this calendar in my calendaring tool, right? We have right. protocols for that. We have the iCalendar format standard. And so, uh, Dave, in a, in a fit of productivity um, and civic mindedness, I uh, fired up our, our internal OpenShift instance, yep. Yep. Uh, built myself, uh, decided to uh, exercise my Ruby and yep. uh, built a proxy for the Event Central. So, what this this program does is sucks down the common delimited file, reformats it in either JSON or in the iCalendar format, and then spits it back uh, to your calendar program. So now you can subscribe to the Event Central calendar 
um, right there on the uh, 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 right there through the uh, through the OpenShift app. Excellent. Yeah, yeah you, you should release a code for that. In fact, I did. Yeah, it's up on uh, it's up on the GitHub. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, the OpenShift the the OpenShift instance that I ran it on is actually publicly facing. So if folks want for whatever, <laughs> I don't know if you don't work for Red Hat, I don't know if this is handy. But if you want to look at every single Red Hat public event um, on the calendar. Uh, you can go to the uh, you can go to the uh, website, um, subscribe your calendar tool to uh, to that calendar, and uh, it'll show up. Uh, it'll show up in there. Nice. It was great. Um, I was able to get that up and running in. Uh, actually, the, the longest the, the thing that took the longest was figuring out how to parse the file and generate a valid iCal. System. Yeah, um, that's, that actually, was my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Setting up the actually setting up the environment and getting it hosted and everything that didn't take any time at all. Um, nice. It was the way it should awesome. be. The way it should be, yeah. So in a matter of like three or four hours of like fumbling through the iCalendar standard, uh, I eventually uh, was able to put it together. So um, anyway, huge success story. It was nice to uh, nice to actually put these tools to use instead of just talking about them. So so Gunnar, if I need to do like the etymology of, of Kubernetes, is there a way to do that? Yeah. So I just discovered that Google now understands the word etymology as a special case and will give you a card. Um, for the, you know, so like if you search for a flight in Google, mm-hmm. it will pop up like a specially formatted card with information on the flight. You look up weather, same thing. Um, you can actually do it for etymology. So, um, I was listening to a, a podcast and we're talking about the history of the word companion. And so I Googled etymology companion, the word companion, and mm-hmm. up pops this card. I'll include it in the uh, show notes. Um, but, uh, it's a, a nicely formatted, uh, kind of history of the word companion. Um, so companion uh, Latin, uh, com, uh, meaning together with, mm-hmm. and then, uh, penis, uh, which is Latin for bread. Um, so com- companion or, or, in, or in French, compagnon is someone who breaks bread with another person. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty great. Anyway, listen, learn, listen, learn for this week. Yeah. So, uh, all right, Dave, I think we were, uh, we hit our time. Yeah. You gotta go. I gotta go. So, folks want to learn more about this uh, OpenShift app or uh, about the uh, uh, the event you've got with GovLoop coming up on November sixth. Where do where do they where do they go? Yeah, and to see the ACDC folk dancing, um, they want to go to ACDC uh, folk dancing. Yep, they they need to go to dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner, show.org. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, thanks, Dave. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>